and welcome to NFL Only Better. It is week two. That is right, week one. We're already halfway through the season, guys. Oh, no, it just kind of feels like that from those It games. only feels <laughs> that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I just want to get something out of the way really quickly. Last week, some of you uh, were contacting us and saying, where's the show? So the people that uh, we helped run our podcast had some issues. And unfortunately, last week's show, along with all of the other shows that is on the, the podcast network, didn't go up on uh, Google or on Apple. I know a ton of you listen on Apple, but but you're now listening again. So apologies if you didn't uh, get to hear last week. But I will say that two of the three best bets lost. So in many ways, <laughs> you did yourselves a favor. <laughs> it, it, it was it was one hour of bullshit. Oh, two. Did you say two of the three? Yes. So Mr. Carson, and in fairness, John actually wanted this one originally, as far as from what I remember. That's um, true. Yeah. Mike, Mike stepped on my toes with that one. 46.5 in the New England game. Only 27 right. points. Yeah. it pretty straightforwardly, let's be honest. Um, and in, you know, in my, in, sorry, in my defense as well, my my best bet was the um, the Bills and the Rams game, and you know, obviously the Rams. No defense for that one. <laughs> but the Rams are the Super Bowl champions, and I was kind of leaning heavily on the statistic of the Super Bowl champs being seven and one in the last I mean, eight years on week one. But like records are there to be broken, I suppose. Yeah, but we gotta, I we gotta learn to bring, these lessons. <laughs> didn't want you to bring that up again because you know I listen back to the show. Sometimes I listen to what you guys say, but mainly I just take the audio of me on a loop. Um. <laughs> And like the, that, that's that. It's kind of deceptive know, it's, because it, they're, they're, they're playing all, all different, different teams. teams. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's, at the same time, they are the champions, so you expect a little bit more. Anyway, I was the only one of the three. And they were playing for at the home. Bills. Come on, I was the only one went for the Bills. <laughs> I went for Bills, who actually, by the way, statistically uh, will be top of the spread charts right now because, of course, they beat the spread by nineteen points. Ooh, um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they're they're right top of the the spread chart. Who, who's second? The Giants. Uh, Kansas are. Yeah. Let's not mention. Let's not mention the Giants. Actually, oh uh, yeah. Oh the, no, the, that, that was the greatest win of all time. Yeah. So that was obviously <laughs> the Tennessee Titans was my best bet. I think uh, my five. Um, I, I genuinely don't know how it didn't click. Like if you start, and I, I know these witching hour and and all that stuff with the red zone and yeah, yeah, yada yada yada. But like. For like three quarters of the game, the Titans were cruising to victory. I mean, they were just, but uh, they imploded, which is a bad sign for their season. There's someone that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, but obviously, I, I, we sent out a message and I said to both you guys, what do you want to talk about? Uh, you know, as a kind of a, you know, hot take reaction of week one. And both of you said kickers. So, and I didn't ask for any further clarification on why you wanted to speak about quickers, quickers, kickers, quickers. So, uh, I think we'll just always John, talk. Quickers. We, we should talk about kickers every week. It's, it's a fascinating well, thing. No, yeah. I think the, the, the games from, if you learned one thing um, from watching week one, don't uh, back partic- the Titans. The, yeah. <laughs> well, apart from that, yeah. or don't let, don't listen to uh, me and Kieran, just listen to Mike. But, uh, it's, um, yeah, the importance, honestly, the importance of having a, a functioning special teams unit and, as we all know, that doesn't just necessarily mean the kicker itself, as we saw in the Cincinnati game that goes all the way down to a long snapper because they're, uh, I'm sure you picked up their long snapper was injured. And I think it was their like, I can't remember his name now, but it was like their backup tight end who was doing yeah, Wilcox. Yeah, who's doing the long snapping duties. And you saw how much that put McPherson, Evan McPherson, who is, you know, he was kind of the, the hot kicker going. And obviously you have Tucker and these guys who are, you know, well, Tucker's probably the best kicker in NFL history, let's be honest. But McPherson, who was drafted by the Bengals last year, had a fantastic season. And that also initiated sort of an arms race within the AFC North, who uh, to, uh, you know, every team in that in that division now has a good quarterback. Every team has a good kicker on paper, at least. And, yeah. yeah. You but know you- how 
it's so, such a oh sorry were you still going i thought i thought well, you were, no i can you can interject my yeah, I mean, it's such a precise thing nowadays. And the difference from the days when they used to toe kick is that the toe kicker would more or less wait <laughs> and then approach the ball and kick it. But these guys have to do it you know, all in rhythm. And it's got down to such a fast thing that when you watch the Cincinnati game, the, the kick, the extra point at the end of regulation, the snap wasn't that bad, but it was slow. It was visibly slow. You know, you, you could see it. And that that gave Minka Fitzpatrick, obviously, the extra half beat or whatever you exactly. need to, to be able to block it. But then on, when they went for the winning field goal, which was like 29 yards, you know, shorter than the extra point, the snap was high, was really high. Yeah. And and you could see that you could see that McPherson was waiting on it, you know, and now all of a sudden now he has to rush his kick. Um, so it, it, it just didn't work. I, I'd go yeah. back to toe kickers, you know, or people were saying, oh, you know, you can't do because there's no time in practice. Uh, it used to be that all these guys play other positions anyway. You know, Lou Groza, uh, Jerry Kramer, Paul Horning, all these kickers were position players, you know, and the holder would be usually the quarterback or the backup quarterback yeah. if, if you wanted to preserve him. So, you know, um, you, you need to practice with your backup long snapper. It's just, you know, it's, it's like, a lesson, yeah, it's a harsh lesson to learn, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. But like, just from, from a, you know, neutral let's, let's tie up the I kick suppose. and talk, John Bob. Like, come on, <laughs> you got 31 was, seconds. People that, have... that Bengals Steelers game was just the, the last, you know, three minutes of regulation time and then going into overtime. That's about as dramatic, I think, as NFL football gets. That was just a, yeah. a joy to watch. I enjoyed that so <laughs> well, much. Yeah. Okay. Quick roundup of the rest. You had you had Justin Reed kicking for the chart for the Chiefs. Um, remember in preseason they had film of him, you know, showing him kicking these boots. So he kicks the extra point. He, he hits this booming kickoff. The kickoff, yeah. And then they come Through down the to <laughs> yeah. And they come down to this fourth down. And they're saying, well, do you think they'll kick it without Harrison Butker, or you know, will they let Reed kick? Or so they go for it. Well, I'm thinking, I'll oh, kick the field goal. They go for it and score, and then Reed comes in and kicks the extra point about 50 feet wide of the right <laughs> of the right post. So all of a sudden, the next time they try a field goal, Butker like limps onto the field and does a one step approach and puts it through from 54, which I thought was maybe the most impressive thing yeah. apart from um, Cade York. The rookie, the rookie kicker. Um, that was yeah, that who, was who kicked, who kicked a fifty-eight yarder to to win that game, um, and uh, th that was impressive. But then Rodrigo Blankenship missed a forty-two yarder, which would have won won the game, and just missed it outright, which was mm -hmm. awful. And Rand as well since Randy Bullock, who as I said yesterday, just so, uh, you know, who looks like a guy who was just having a shot and a beer at the bar. And someone said, hey, you got to come kick for the tight. No, oh, shit. Oh, uh, let me go. Uh, and anyway, he um, he missed a kick from, I think it was 47. But they shifted just before the snap. And as he went into the kick, they had a great rush. And you could see him look up to his like to his left to see if the rush was actually was actually coming and then he missed the kick it was you know it, it was great to see because you, you really wish kicking the idea the whole idea was to get kicking more involved and now you've got it so that you've got yeah, so many guys who, who can get from outside 50 you know and and god i don't know what where where it goes next from here because it used to be too that if you missed the kick it was a touchback you might as well punt you know it was it was the same effect, but now the ball comes back to where you kick from. When yeah. you when you miss a sixty yarder, the ball comes back into the other team's territory. You know, there we go. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, loves I, kicker I, talk. I did enjoy that. Like it was interesting. But oh, I mean, apart from trying, yeah, apart from trying a sixty-four-yard field goal rather than letting Russell Wilson try a fourth and yeah. five in the yeah, last I'll minute of the I'll game I'll after after we'll mismanaging the clock and lo- blowing forty-five seconds off it. But anyway, we'll leave. Did that. did anyone see Russell's con- press conference afterwards where he almost said "Go Hawks"? I didn't actually. Did he? He like oh, he went go, and then he, then he then he just got let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> like there, covered it up really quick. Yeah, there was a very sweet moment when he and DK Metcalf autographed each other's jerseys and, and gave them to each other yeah, after was. the game, of course. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask the question there. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. That, this eight minutes now. Hopefully, a few people skip because it was kicking and there was kissing talk. Okay, let's get yeah, to week. Come on, let's get to week. What week well, is one, it? One, one more, one more little thing. I, I just want to <laughs> clarify. Going forward for the next couple of weeks, what should people be worried about? A Back in the Titans with the way they collapsed, uh, going near Dallas with Dak Prescott out. And, and I got one more that we haven't even, we never even discussed on the WhatsApp group, but I, I wanted to bring it in. Um, the Bengals play calling, which was very, very poor at the weekend. And I think anyone could have read exactly what they were going to do and they kept getting shut down. So which one of those three of the teams would you be like, I ain't touching them this week? Dallas, well, Titans, Dallas Bengals. for me anyway, I would be, you know, when you lose your starting quarterback and they're playing, I presume Cooper Rush, unless they give Jimmy G a pretty swift call this week, you know, or, or one of the other two quarterbacks. Oh, God, he looked good in a Stetson. What about well, Colin Kaepernick? That would be our new call be, for the whole pod. Jimmy G and the Stetson. Jimmy G and the Stetson, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think of those teams, listen, the, the Titans were the... I sort of, I, I remember talking about it a bit last week. I don't think the Titans will, you know, I don't, certainly not, they're not going to be top seeds in the AFC. Let's put it that way, like they were last year. Um, I don't even think they're going to win their division this year. Um, but well, the Colts uh, didn't exactly light it up there, John Bouts. So fair, but I think, I think the Colts... It's a pillow might, fight to that. I think when, once the Colts get up and running after a few weeks, I, I think they might be a, bit, be a bit better. You know, this is their third year with a third different quarterback. Once I disagree kind of, with you. Okay, well, well, we'll find out towards the end of we the will, season. We will. We will. I want everyone to bookmark it. The Titans will win that division. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> to answer your question, I would be most concerned about Dallas because that's supposed to be a high-powered offense and they scored three points week one, which, as I, as I noted before the show, that was the their lowest opening, or that's lowest week one uh, points total in 33 seasons. So yeah. that's just a and, terrible, and in, terrible And moment. in fairness, it wasn't much better with Dak yeah. at quarterback than it was when, when Cooper Rush came in. They're going to wear their Cooper Rush colored jerseys. Um, Aren't they, aren't Dallas the type of team that we've sort of spoke about before that every now and again, just have a stinker. Like we've been doing this show a few years and we've had an episode every week, every season where someone goes about that. Like every now and again, Dallas throw an absolute stinker and the following week they could actually be good. They are a a bit, it's why they don't win anything. It's because on their day, as they say, they could beat anyone, but yeah, on their day, they could also go out and get three points. In, in well, this one football. just makes me hesitant. You know, when you, when like I say, when you put three points on week one and like and you lose the quarterback and you've you're already down a couple of receivers and you've traded away Amari Cooper, that just doesn't look great from a, an offensive standpoint about putting points on the board. That's the the concern, particularly when you're looking at over unders and things like that. it's really something mm. to factor in. Yeah, Mike, well, is that what you're thinking? Um, I, I always think the Cowboys are kind of front runners. They they're they're good from ahead. I'm not sure if that's statistically backed up or not but it's just kind of my impression but they're at home they're getting what it, it was six and a half yesterday um at even money and you don't really have to be a kieran like a dallas diehard to think that that <laughs> to think that that might just be like well, an outside bet you know 
seven and a half. Yeah. A sort. Uh, are they up to seven and a half? Seven and a half now. Wow. Yeah. Oh, se- at seven and a half, you might really consider that as an outside, as a little outside bet, you know. Um, but uh, I wouldn't pick them to win the game. Definitely not. No. Uh, one last piece of uh, roundup for me, actually, very quickly, is how some of the spreads moved. Most notably, the the Broncos spread was doubled by the time it got to kick off from where we spoke about it, which was three and a half. It was six and a half by the time really? it took the field. That you was didn't notice that. quite the movement there. Uh, so again, it's always worth checking out. Uh, there is always movement, but you don't see, you don't often see doubling of spreads, yes. which showed, um, well, how wrong people were. Um, so we're going to look at this week's games. Uh, you guys have picked out the games you want to talk about. We look at uh, Thursday night football, Sunday night football, and Monday night football, which is good because Sunday is John's game of, or one of John's games of the week. Los Angeles Chargers take on the Kansas City Chiefs, 17 to 10. The LA Chargers, the Kansas City Chiefs, one to two, four and a half points spread. And it's a big one, 54.5. They're expecting lots of fun for Thursday night football. John, and, a, it, and that's up from three and a half yesterday. Ooh, really um, yeah. KC looked strong week one. They did. You know, there is, there's, when you trade away your top receiver like they did with Tyreek Hill, there's always going to be questions about, listen, what's this going to look like? And they've got new guys in there. They've got Juju and, and the rookie Sky Moore and, and one or two others as well. Um, but, you know, Kansas City Chiefs fans will be content to know this. Travis Kelsey still exists. And uh, even as, what is he? He's, he's he. I think he's thirty three now, or he's about to be thirty three. But he still looks as potent as ever. Like he's older than Gronk by quite a bit. And, and look how look how well he's still playing. I mean, it, it helps that his body hasn't completely broken down as well, like like Gronk has, I guess. But uh, this is would be my pick for this one. Stands out on the calendar of week two for me as being the the highest scoring game, at least potentially. You know, there's two very very good quarterbacks in this game. Uh, a little bit of concern about the Chargers putting points on the board would be they're going to be without Keenan Allen, which which is you know that's going to neuter them slightly in their offensive game. And on the defense, the other side of the ball as well, they're probably going to be losing J.C. Jackson, so that might you know that'll certainly make things a little bit easier for for Patrick Mahomes. But obviously, these two teams play them play each other quite a bit. Last season's totals were fifty four points and sixty two points. And if you look at the uh, the points prediction this week, it's 54 and a half, I think. Yep. yep. Um, so this one is my candidate. That's a high total. And I'm going to go out on Olympia. I think it's going to exceed 54 and a half because these are, these are two very, very powerful offenses. You know, arguably, you know, two of the top five quarterbacks in the league. I don't think anybody would, would really dispute that too much. Um, the cons- I think... If you're looking at who's going to win the game, I'm thinking this is a Kansas City Kansas City win. I think the Chargers are good, but I wasn't really... They let the Raiders back into the game a little bit last weekend. And when you kind of show that type of vulnerability in defense, that's something that this Chiefs team look, and with an Andy Reid offense, look incredibly capable of taking advantage of. So yeah. uh, I think if I'm going to make my, my pick on this one is... Uh, now, it's a, it's a slightly risky one because, like I said, it is a very high total, but I'm going to go with the over 54.5 on this one. I think that represents a good bet. And a KC win as well. And a KC win also. Mike? Yeah. I, I think the defense is one key to this. Well, obviously, it, it always is. But Derwin James gives them a sort of flexibility in the secondary. Um, Bosa had a pretty good game against the Raiders. Their offense slowed down in the second half. Um, considerably. Uh, and I think, although the Chargers have like, I think they've won two of the last three against the Chiefs. Um, I, I really, without Keenan Allen, 
one guy always seems to step up because everybody, you know, defenses then tend to ignore the other guys. Oh yeah. We'll concentrate on Mike Williams. And then that gives someone else the chance to step up, but I don't see them being high powered enough on a short week on the road in arrowhead to be able to beat the chiefs. And in fact, I'm considering taking them. In fact, they were going to be my best bet. Um, the chiefs giving three and a half. Uh, I'm thinking about it now at four and a half. Um, but there's not really any big difference between three and a half and four and a half. So that may well at the end of the show wind up still being my best bet. Anyone uh, want to chime in on the fact that uh, when the, just before the Super Bowl kind of, or the, the season started, everyone was putting in their predictions. And I, I noticed a lot of people um, talking about charges as dark horses. Now we didn't say that they, we, none of us picked them as dark horses at all, but I, I saw a lot of people on gridiron, etc. put them down as dark horses. Could they go all the way this year? I think that's difficult because again, you've got the chiefs in the division is the biggest, is the first problem, which means, you know, I, I wouldn't, I would find it unlikely they win that division. Um, and so they probably are, are sitting in a, in a late seed and have to maybe play Buffalo uh, yeah. early, early on. Um, I'm not sure they're completely ready yet to do it. I'd, I'd like to see them have another weapon. I'd like to see them have another linebacker. I'd like to see them have another running back maybe. Um, but the, the biggest change for them is that the offensive line played pretty well against um, the Raiders. The Raiders had no, no sacks of Herbert. Um, and that's a big thing because the offensive line has been a major problem for them the past, I don't know, six seasons. Um, and I think, you know, Zion Johnson, the guy they drafted, looked okay at guard. And Slater's a really good left tackle in his second yeah. year. He's one of the best in the league. Okay, uh, two of the uh, six o'clock red zone games that you guys uh, want to talk about. Tampa Buccaneers at New Orleans Saints. But Mike, we'll start with you. New England Patriots at Pittsburgh Steelers at uh, 17 to 20 about the Patriots. The Steelers are even money. One and a half points is the spread. And it's 40.5 in the over-under. Again, that's one that's really worth looking. We're recording Wednesday morning by Sunday. Could Things could change. Yeah. I-, I was shocked, though. Um, I cannot believe that the Patriots are favorites in Pittsburgh, given how they looked last week. Um, now, I know TJ Watt is going to be out, so you know, he made a couple of big plays um, last week, but he wasn't the only guy who made big plays defensively um, and offensively. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky was Mitch Trubisky. Um, and you get, you know, you sort of, you get what, what there is. He'll do things right. Um, but you know, the, the expectation now is I think that, you know, they'll, they'll, he'll give way to, to pick it by mid mid season at all yeah, because he, he didn't show any sign of being better than the kind of Trubisky who had the good year in Chicago, you know, before um, they had the rest. So I just can't believe I, and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and even money Pittsburgh getting a point and a half at the moment, I think, you know, would logically be the good bet. Mac Jones is probably going to play for new England. Um, the back was not as as bad. He's probably in pain, but not you know not danger as it were. Um, but they looked so they looked so sluggish on offense. Their defense played well, and this is going to be I think a, a defensive battle um, because both teams played well. They only gave up thirteen points to the Dolphins, um, and um, with a little bit as Belichick said, with you know a couple of big plays going going the other way, and he didn't mention the one I thought, which was the intercept the first interception in the goal line which stopped New England's drive where Howard was literally 
holding Devontae Adams yeah. um, and got away with it. The next time they tried that, he didn't get away with it. And that's that's the drive that New England got their touchdown on. Um, so, you know, I, I think I think it's probably a low scoring game. Um, it's a defensive battle. But I, I don't I really don't see how you pick the Patriots to win in, you know, in Pittsburgh. I know, mm. you know, Belichick's had great success against the Steelers. He's always kind of had Mike Tomlin's number, but um, still it, it, it bothers me. And the 40.5 over under is, I, I was thinking, you know, I'm going under again. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then I saw 40.5 and, and that's kind of right on the edge. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be thinking about that before I make that a best bet. You six toddies in a game. Like that's. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. 21, 20 game. Would three, go over. three, a half, you know, yeah, the half of a quarter. Um, it's, it's it's not a. So yeah, I might even go, go over. over. I might even go over in this game. That was even my pick. Though. I think this one will just about sneak the over. Yeah, think, even yeah. though I think it's a defensive battle. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think the one thing we learned from the Patriots game was that the the reports about how you know sort of dysfunctional the offense is throughout preseason seem to be accurate. Like they just. Maybe they'll kick into gear a week or two down the line, but you know they looked awful going forward uh, at week one. And like we say, there was it just seems to have confirmed all the fears about who's calling the plays. We you know what's what's actually going on there on the sideline. You know it just seems mm. to be uh, they just are not get they're not going it. Did you, John? Did and I, I know it's difficult for you not to bring up the weather straight away. But when you saw what was happening in the Chicago Bears game, and you saw that, did, did you like? Did that really I, excite you that that was a weather <laughs> game? Well, you know, I love a good weather game, Kieran. Um, yeah. But that was, uh, yeah, that was I mean, a bad weather game. We that were was all a, on that it. was a bad weather game. I cannot stress how much we said this before. But with you people, if you see rain and stuff like that, or snow, or wind. Under, under, under. I mean, it was still at like forty-two or something. That yeah, uh, yeah crazy. That, that, that was a pretty easy one. Once you, like you said, once you did see the weather forecast or you tuned in just at the start of red zone or something like that, that was the game to to completely yeah. Take and and the run. weather, the weather was one thing, but they had returfed the field. So you know, <laughs> so the field was <laughs> yeah. So the, the the field was really spongy. Yeah, you know, and, and really slippery. Uh, it, it, there was a game in Pittsburgh many years ago where they they'd had like three games in a row and they returfed it on Sunday night after the sec, the game. And then, and, and they, the, the turf was so spongy and bad that there was a punt that flew up and was let go and it landed point down and just stayed. there. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, I was waiting for something like that in, in this one. And, and somebody who's, who works on, um, so on the talk sport and, and on that tweeted that, you know, that it, it's now Justin Fields division. And and I, I tweeted back. So what are you predicting? Like forty years of rain <laughs> to make it that way? Uh, John, six o'clock game uh, that you said you wanted to have a quick shout on uh, was Saints books. Of course, Buccaneers. You know, Tom Brady just does does what he does. You know, just, even if he is sleeping on. on the couch, he's still got that arm. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen. I guarantee you he doesn't listen. Doesn't Giselle do. listens though. Come on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Giselle is Giselle is an avid listener. Actually. Oh, she is. She's yeah, always tweeting us. Yeah, good. like yeah. calm down, love. Um, the book the, these games always stand out to me. I, I I really enjoy Buccaneers saying, well, particularly since Brady got there, because he just can't seem to play the Saints. He's zero and four against New Orleans since he's been down in Tampa. And mm, I mean, up, oh, is there more? Four is and he, one. He won in the, play, in the playoffs. Oh, of course. I guess I was looking yeah. at regular season stuff, but that's yeah, it's entirely when fair. it mattered. Yeah, uh, that's actually a very good point, Mike. Um, but you know, having said that, 
with when you're zero and four in the regular season against the Saints. <laughs> yeah. Back to my original stat. Yeah, exactly. That's something those that, you know that's going to end eventually. Um, I think you know. Well, I'm, I guess I've kind of given away my spoiler there. I think Tampa will win this one, but there's still I have questions still about the Saints. You know, they got out of jail big time in the fourth quarter against Atlanta on on Sunday. I think they scored 17 points in the fourth quarter to 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 just sneak out a win. And uh, you know that was against a team again. You know where Marcus Mariota was playing his first start since I think 29th the 2019 season, if I remember correctly. So uh, I just don't think that's the sort of approach the way the the way the Saints approach that game. I just don't think that'll necessarily work against this Bucks team. And um, I think you know, despite the fact that Brady has suffered against the Saints, these are two different teams. You know, it's it's Dennis Allen's team versus Todd Bowles' team there. So I think we'll. I think you can kind of disregard anything that's happened before. So I, I think Tampa to win, even at minus at minus two and a half, isn't fantastic. But I, I would I would take that. I suppose it's tough. It's tough on the road, isn't it? What was J- Jameis threw for like thirty six yards or something up until the fourth quarter, yeah. and then and then and then all of a sudden turned into like Tom, young Tom Brady in the in the fourth quarter. Um, so so I think it's a it's a hard one, but I think the the real question here is is what that off how that offense runs without Sean Payton at yeah. the controls. Um, the real positive, I think, was the the uh, return of Michael Thomas, the addition of Chris Olav, um, mm-hmm. you know, that all of a sudden the receiving core is a lot, is a lot more, um, a lot more balanced or, or, you know, and, and they can, they can maneuver like that. Kamara apparently is going to play. Um, the season looks like, yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, um, it, it it's ni- nicely weighted here and you can get, you know, New Orleans, even with the you know getting points in eleven to ten, is another one that's like tempting as an outside bet. I'm, I'm always I'm always willing to throw a couple of those yeah. those okay. in you know just in case. But I agree with John. You know, Tampa's got to be the favorite here. Okay, uh, three more games to concentrate on. Uh, one of which, Mike, you would requested to speak about. Uh, anyone know why there's two Monday night footballs that are starting? I think it's the two different um, broadcasters, minutes. isn't it? Well, that's a bit frustrating, to be honest. There's um, <laughs> one stream; one's on TV and one's streaming. Um, I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing there because I didn't. Arranged that a little I, bit better. Yeah, I was going to check on it yesterday when I was looking at the games. And I forgot. <laughs> I, I actually thought our sports book had it wrong. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> another error." <laughs> but seriously, we don't make errors. Sorry. Uh, Vikings at Eagles. Uh, Mike, you wanted to take this one. It's the later of the two games, uh, so Tuesday morning at one thirty in the morning here. Yikes! Uh, Eleven to ten, the Vikings. The Eagles are three to four. Again, low spread, one and a half, fifty-one point five. They're expecting points. You don't. That's like going. Points, that's you going down. That. Yeah, that's going down from fifty-two yesterday. I like this. I checked the the lines, you know, yesterday. So I like this when things move because it sort of tells you, um, you know, where money, where money's or what money's coming in, you know, and how how they're reacting. These are two teams that had sort of good, good, but not as great as you might think games. Um, if Green Bay had decided to figured out a way to cover Justin Jefferson when they moved him across the formation, um, you know, the defense, <laughs> it, it was, it was really a problem because you, you would think that they would, they would be aware of it after the first touchdown, but they never seemed to, to really adjust. Um, I'm sure Philadelphia will be more intent on, uh, on stopping, on stopping Jefferson. And um 
course, there's there's steel in there, but it, it was like Kirk Cousins really looked good in this this new style offense, and and so did Cook, and I think that's a big factor. Uh, and whether Cook can run against Philadelphia's front is is going to be an interesting question, and and the problem with, with Phil, or the strength of Philadelphia is both both lines basically the the offensive and defensive lines, yeah. and if they had Cook behind their offensive line, that would be you know, a monstrous thing. And so the question still remains, how real is Jalen Hurts? And, or is what we saw, the fact that we know A.J. Brown is real, real. Mm-hmm. Um, A.J. Brown was was fantastic. They didn't even throw. Devontae Smith didn't have a catch. You know, but isn't, he, isn't the criticism of Jalen Hurts is that we don't, we don't actually know if he is any good at throwing the ball? Well, that's pretty much it. And we don't, <laughs> didn't really see the, the beauty of, of Brown and why he was such a great, acquisition is he can carry a team because you don't have to throw the ball perfectly to get it to him. He'll take, he'll win balls, you know, and he'll fight for them. And he's got the yards after the catch. And, you know, last year in Tennessee, he carried that team um, when Derrick Henry went, went down. So I think this really is one of the most interesting games of the weekend, just to see in which direction, you know, how real those first two wins are, you know, Philadelphia got, Philadelphia got the great lead and then and then let it pass and then and then um, um, Minnesota I don't know <laughs> I hate to say the drop by Christian Watson on the first play of the game killed, killed Green Bay <laughs> but and I hate to psychoanalyze players who I don't know <laughs> but but you know Aaron Rodgers they 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 obviously looked for um, without their starting tackles they looked for a short passing offense you know so that gave Minnesota a little defensive. I think at home, Philly can probably win this one. Don, um, you going Philly? I'd actually, you know, I'm going to differ. I'm, I agree with most of what Mike said, but I think Minnesota might just sneak this one. My my pick was just go for them on the money line because I'm not super confident in how they do it, but I think they might just get it over the line with a win here. I think the, like I said, when you when you have Jefferson and Cook at your disposal, and as Mike said, Kirk Cousins, you know, he's still playing to a above average to good level at, at this point of his career. I think as long as they don't mess it up too bad on defense, which is sometimes what they can do, that would that would ruin it for them. But I think they'll, they'll have enough about them to handle the Eagles, uh, despite the fact that I actually am quite I am quite high on the Eagles, generally speaking, this season. But I think the Vikings just get it done this week. Yeah, they waltz through that division. You have to say. Mm. Speaking of the Eagles, how about the Eagle reunion game, the Indianapolis at Jacksonville? Frank Reich against Doug Peterson, uh, the brain trust of the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl win. Um, and Jacksonville's getting their home dogs and getting four and a half, which which is sort of, temp- you know, not as tempting as, again, four and a half is a nothing kind of spread. It, it's not as tempting as it, as it makes it look. Um, but I, I really wonder if Indy showed us enough last week to think they're going to pull, a, you know, another um, another improbable road win. Um Okay, well, we've two more games concentrate. Thank you for jumping to a game that we didn't say we can't. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we don't need you here, Kieran. Me, me, and Mike, and me and Mike got this. I do the links, but anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sunday night, uh, we'll talk about, uh, we'll end with Titans and Bills. So we'll go Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers. It's 10 to 3 about the Bears. Green Bay Packers, 2 to 9. 9.5 is spread. 42.5 is the over under. And we all know what Aaron Rodgers thinks about the Bears and Packers is that he owns them. To, I, he said it in a much more uh, expletive way. I mean, I could do, but it's early on a Wednesday morning and I haven't worked myself up to it. But, um, well, the Packers look kind of dog shit uh, at the weekend. (laughs) So 
you know how much of that think? is is what mike was saying about you know the tackles were gone uh you know they're, they're, they're deficient in certain positions where they've traditionally been much stronger and or how much of that was aaron Rodgers not having Devonte adams anymore well, it's not Aaron Rodgers not being liked anyway, because he's had, he's had a, a fractured relationship with his dressing room for three or four seasons now, and yeah. they've always done well. So something's amiss. Now, from, correct me if I'm wrong, weren't the Packers blown out of it week one last year as well? And then just came oh, back. Oh, they were they really, were, yeah, they they were like really blown out. or something? Yeah. 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 Like the, yeah. So against again, the Saints. Yeah. we've seen this before. And they, they went on, they stormed for the like yeah. next two thirds of the season, at least after that. So we lost a handful of games yeah. in the regular season after that. So, I mean, guys, do we see any chance of the Bears winning in Green Bay realistically? Not necessarily, but I think I just have a suspicion that this one could be a low scoring game unless unless Green Bay have, you know, revamped that like this rogers is still a fantastic quarterback but the signs weren't fantastic week one like you say uh but week one is week one and this is week two but at the moment we can only use the evidence that we have thank you to this point i suppose but so i think i think the packers would should take this game uh they're a far better team than chicago are but i just think this could be one of those those fixtures that's more of a defensive battle than than an offensive you know point scoring game so the over under at least as of last night was 43 and a half and i think it's going to hit the under and i think you know i think that's going to be a well a comfortable enough one yeah and nine and a half is it nine and a half still yeah yeah nine and a half is a pretty pretty big spread there um in a low scoring game you know if you're if you're thinking the game's going to go under the low forties, that's a yeah, quarter, that's quarter yeah. of the points. Um, so that might be worth looking at too. Again, I, I think green Bay win this game. Um, I'd probably stay away from the, uh, the spread just cause I don't trust, trust the bears. Um, yeah. Rogers, I think he's thrown 61 touchdown passes against the bears. I think that was the number he threw out in the side. And I'm glad John has confirmed it's week two. Cause I had a lot of money riding on that. Yeah. I'm <laughs> totally confused by what we were talking about. Um, Tennessee Titans at the Buffalo Bills round us off 10 to 3 about the Titans the Bills 2 to 9 9.5 again is a spread 49.5 is the over under look Bills probably you know arguably like stole the whole of week one headlines really uh, with how good they look they never punted uh, the whole game they went to uh, Super Bowl champions and they schooled them they were already favourites for the Super Bowl they've been cut to 5 to 1 for the Super Bowl it's going to be tough on the Titans isn't it it is. And they didn't look, you know, again, they didn't look like they were a team that had recovered from the loss of AJ Brown, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry didn't look like he was back into full game shape, uh, although <laughs> they might they might have had. a. It looked to me like they might have been trying to control his carries, not give him too many. But he, boy, was he running hard. Um, when they gave when they gave him the ball, you know, so it looked like he wanted to sort of to get to get more done. But the the thing with Henry is you you run him and and then you wait till the fourth quarter when the defense is really sick of having to, you know, to try to tackle him <laughs> and, and and then you get that's when you get your results. But I think by that time in this game, Buffalo is going to have a pretty big lead. Um, and then the question is whether they hang. This is one of those games. Sometimes when you've got a big spread. You you simply worry that they'll take their foot off the pedal and yep. you'll get that you'll get the backdoor cover. This is the kind of backdoor cover game. Um, Chicago, I don't think is a backdoor cover game, uh, but this this one certainly might be. So again, I I would probably go with Buffalo. And is it still forty nine five on yep. the over under? Yep. Yeah, forty nine. I'd probably stick under on that one. Mm. Okay, John Buffett. I think um, yeah, 
this is it, just if you look at the facts and the figures of this one on the betting line, it's an interesting one. Like we talked at the top of the show how the Titans were the the top seed in the AFC last year, and here they are in uh, coming in. Well, obviously playing the favorites this year, but they're still given up, or the Bills are giving up nine and a half, which I think is it's that's a huge number to me for two teams who were traditionally good, you know, or at least last season were good. Uh, but I think realistically, the Titans are looking at starting the season here zero and two. I mean, you don't want to. If they struggled week one, they're not going to go to Buffalo and, and get a win here. So I think uh, I think the Bills win this one by quite a decent bit more than nine and a half. To be honest with you, I Ooh. think this could be uh, yeah. That's well, certainly my, that's certainly my bet. I think they'll they'll put a couple of touchdowns difference. Well, I'd say they'll win. They should win by about twelve. Would be if I had to pick a number out of there at least. Nice. Uh, but I'd be I'm very confident in the, the Bills with nine and a half. I think that's a sneaky good bet here. And that's that's a week two game, just to clarify, John. <laughs> week, and we're talking. This is we're doing week two today, guys. Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> two, two other really interesting ones, and just sure. just to flash by them: Miami at Shoot Baltimore, um, three and a half. It was I would take Baltimore giving three and a half to Miami, um, but I know there's a lot of there's probably going to be a lot more coming in on Miami, thinking that you know they're they're going to bust out offensively in this game, and Seattle San Francisco, uh, which is eight and a half to Seattle. And that I might even go with Seattle, um, giving eight and a half. I think they'll have a, a, a Gino may have a, a tougher time with the San Francisco defense, but the San Francisco offense didn't show a whole lot, and, and there's going to be a lot of a lot of pressure. Uh, yeah, they I got away give, with a lot. You know, I got to give San Francisco a bit of a bit of a benefit of the doubt from last week because, like we say, the the weather in that game was just there. So, it is. Extraordinary. So everyone, keep an eye on the weather. But Don't no, weather. seriously, I think that that was, that was a game that you can't like. That that was. I think that was. I had. I felt a little bit for Trey Lance in that game because obviously he's played a couple of games already. But this was the first game he's yeah. played at the NFL where he's the designated number one starter, yeah. and that's what he has to deal with. So, <laughs> sort of, sort of. Yeah, for now as well. For at least until until Jimmy G comes back with the Stetson. But uh, yeah. I think I I just don't think we can fully, you know. You can't really get an impression of what the 49ers are like on offense so far this season from that game. I would write that off entirely. Yeah, but this is going to be a tough game for. It was pure Pete Carroll. You know, the 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 outside rushers were almost constantly on the edge of being offside. <laughs> you know, trying to jump the cut, and the, and everybody in the secondary was holding, holding like an sob. Um, and Woolen, the the rookie you know, was the only guy who got flagged <laughs> because he's a rookie and the officials are going to teach him a lesson. And he was the most blatant of it. But when you watch like off the ball, you'd see, you would see guys just being unable to run the rest of their routes. And that that's, you know, they weren't throwing him. So that that's okay. So if they can get away with that kind of stuff, it's going to be a difficult day for, for the Niners. And, and Elijah Mitchell's loss is huge for the Niners. Yeah, yeah. Well, but they, they have to deal with the same stuff every year. They, they yeah. lose. Yeah. But you know, Je- shocking. Jeff yeah. Wilson is not the, um, um, threat that Elijah Mitchell Elijah Mitchell is. Jeff Wilson's more of a straight line runner. Um, doesn't make that first cut as quickly. Uh, Jeff Wilson. Um, so Did you draft Jeff Wilson, John? Pardon me? You have Jeff Wilson? Did you draft no, him? I've, I've got Debo Samuel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, for a while it was like Jeff Wilson was a good fantasy draft because they used to use him in goal line a lot. And yeah. so he, he might pick up a couple of touchdowns, but yeah. Yeah, we hate vultures. Uh, a quick pause uh, just to let you know uh, that there is uh, tons of promotions on the Betfair Sportsbook over the course of the weekend. Keep an eye on some really cracking football ones that are coming your way. You have been told, but I can't say what they are right now, Mike. Call that excitement. You're very excited about something. No, I, I was told that John was getting promoted to full full pundit. <laughs> 
Fantastic. He's not. I'll take the lead on this one, guys. Yeah, that um, would be a great promotion. Uh, <laughs> we also have uh, get two pound free bet when you bet ten pound worth of Akis or bet builders on football taking place over the weekend. There's a couple of racing specials on Friday and Saturday. Definitely worth keeping an eye on if you're listening to us. Uh, pre then shall we say and i am told that there will be an nfl odds boost on sunday it goes up on sunday so it has to be decided um on saturday night kind of thing so they don't tell us in the show what i will push for us to be told maybe giving a little sneak peek of what will be in future shows but there is a nice odds boost going up on sunday for the nfl which brings us to back to the nfl in week two as we've clarified numerous <laughs> times um and we're going to get uh, the lads best bets of the weekend uh mike you were the only one whose best bet managed to win last weekend so uh, you can start us off i'm like mike tomlin did you see him on the sidelines when um when McPherson missed the uh, field goal in overtime, it's kind of like, boy, can I coach? (laughs) 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 Just sabotage the long snapper. That's all it takes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, I've had the, I've had the show to consider it as we're going along. And, and, um, as I said, my, my doubts about the Pittsburgh, New England over under, I'm not going to be the undertaker this week. I'm going to take Kansas city giving four and a half points to the chargers. Okay, John's your best bet. I think uh, I went into like I've, I've got my my note here. I was I was I was so confident in the in the in Buffalo putting some points on Tennessee that uh, that was my initial best bet. But just looking through it again, I just think the most obvious one for me. And, and again, it's still it's still quite a big number. But I think the um, I think the Rams will toast the the Falcons this week. Falcons allowed six and a half yards per play uh, in their in their first game last week. And you can't do that against the against this Rams team, particularly with assuming that Cooper Cup gets firing and Stafford's elbow is healthy. I think they'll win this one by more than ten and a half, which I think was the back to the Rams. Well, hey, yeah, yeah. does that work well, out well? For you I'm really time? surprised because my second pick yesterday was Cleveland giving the Jets six and a half at home. And I'm surprised John wasn't all over that like a cheap raincoat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. I the, the Browns, yeah, I'm still not super confident in the Browns' offense in that one, um, but uh, we'll, we'll, they're a work in progress. We'll see how that looks. I am heading uh, to, uh, well, I'm going to go with uh, Tampa. So Tom Brady's going to get up off his couch uh, where he's sleeping, obviously, and uh, he's, <laughs> going, <laughs> he's, he's going to stroll in. And he's going to break uh, John's little record there. That it's not a real record because uh, it's actually four one. But uh, minus two and a half, Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat the New Orleans Saints. He goes for the best looking available quarterback. <laughs> that's that's Kieran's. If Jimmy G's not playing, it's His like who do I strategy. go? Who do I go to now? Uh, did you know that Giselle is going to be on the NFL competition committee next season? <laughs> what? <laughs> you heard it here first okay breaking <laughs> we'll news that. we'll see about that uh yeah crack and slate of games guys thanks for running through all of those hopefully there's a few winning pets in there and thank you for listening a reminder to please do always gamble responsibly this weekend and every single weekend and uh if you're listening to us on apple thankfully we are back sorry about last week but, but we're back now it wasn't our fault like what can i do people well, you like, know what, what, the, what are you gonna do kieran i'm like well i can't do anything like you know what they say kieran apple doesn't fall far from us three <laughs> God, I would cut that out, but I'm too lazy. Uh, so listen, <laughs> Mike Carson, thank you so much for joining us. To John Bath, thank you for joining Pleasure. us. Uh, that was our run through of week two of the NFL. <laughs> you hear that, guys? Week next, and what's next week going to be? Week, week three. Uh, no, John, don't give it all away. <laughs> Please come back to find out what we will be next week. Uh, again, thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye for now.